send a powerful message to those people who live in the past and tell them no more business as usual and no more repeat performances because we're going to make America great again. Hey everyone, welcome once again to yet another episode of Two Noobs Talking. With me, of course, is my regular co-host who recently just introduced me to the fine game of American chess, John. <laughs> John Tracy, of course. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? What's up, man? I have a, I have an obsession with bullets. <laughs> I see that. I mean, the fifty caliber's got to be your king piece, right? Oh, I mean, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, forty-four caliber is probably your queen, whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, you also got to watch out for those AR-15s. As far yes. as I'm, yeah, <laughs> really got to watch out. We for can't that. talk about this too often. We can't, yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> uh, just gonna cut that right now. Uh, of course, I'm Matt Craig. We're really happy you're with us. Well, John, it's episode forty-four of yeah. Two News Talking. We're getting closer to that magic number of fifty. Yep. But we got some major numbers to run off, don't Our we? Jamie Moyer episode, by the way. I'm, uh, I'll just throw that out now. And there I'll you just, go. Yeah, exactly. Remember that later. Yeah. He won us a title. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, we got 44. We got uh, Hank Aaron. Yeah. My, one of my personal favorites. And and our other co-host, Steve, I think he likes them too. Yanni Ninema. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would say even... Um, I would say this generation's Eric Desjardins for uh, the Flyers that oh, won yeah. before Kimo Timonen. Absolutely. You know, a great, great defenseman in his own right Absolutely. in a Finnish kind of way. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I think someone said that last night. <laughs> exactly. Someone in pre-production. I don't know. Um, Vincente Padilla also came to my mm-hmm. mind last night. Um, Padilla Flotilla? One the of the Dia Frutia, yeah. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Him along with Randy Wolf, right? But I always feel bad, right, for those players that were right before the championship run. I mean, yeah. I, that's got to be just so frustrating as a as a competitor. Oh, building to that moment, and then all of a sudden you get traded. You're one of the guys that gets traded for the piece that wins the title. That wins like, the I, title? I, it's like, oh, man. But they were loved. They, they were, were all loved. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, we're really happy you're with us. And as always, we, of course, have a lot going on tonight. We've got an in-depth analysis on that quack that's masquerading as a doctor uh, and these ridiculous CDC mask mandates for this Delta variant that doesn't exist, even though they say it does, even though it's a faulty... But they also uh, say it doesn't. But they, Exactly. So, we're going to go... It's more deadly that. than chicken pox, or it spreads further than chicken pox. I know it's ridiculous. I don't know what to even think about this anymore. Um, we also have an I like article. How, I like how a quarter of a million people became doctors overnight. <laughs> I, I, this coronavirus thing's amazing. It really is. Everybody on Facebook's a doctor now. It's great. Who would have ever thought? So actually, I'm glad they completed their degrees and everything and got to it. <laughs> awesome. Everyone is an epidemiologist, John. Yeah. That's how it all started back in the day. We're going to try and sort through that. We have an opinion piece on whether or not. Uh, Ronnie Jackson, who was a former presidential medical advisor, believes that the current president, the used car salesman, will resign or not during his first term. So we're going to take a look at that. We also found a really good, simple, straightforward, average citizen speech from, as Justin Roberts would like to say, North Carolina. So we're going to go over that with, you know... I love, I, I love that man and his speech. Oh, I thought yeah. he said it well. He 100%. said it was in my brain. Yeah, 100%. And I think you're going to see more and more of that come out I hope so. uh, with other people as well. I, of course, uh, got really, not necessarily PO'd, but definitely ticked at this so-called yeah. pastor that really made a stupid comment this week. And that kind of just led me to think about, well, there are some good pastors that are in the United States. I'm going to present that list. But first, John, as we always do, we have our Fab Five segment, our Rogues Gallery. Uh, And like Batman over there, over my right shoulder, uh, we're here to kick their butts. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to lead off here with this Axios piece uh, that we found, that essentially the Biden Department of Justice, Mm -hmm. emphasis on the word Biden administration, (laughs) will not... Not like Trump's DOJ did much either. Exactly. But. <laughs> exactly. It's gone on suit. 
they will not investigate the nursing home deaths in New York, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and Michigan. All yeah. three, of course, highlighted by governors, yes. are part of our Fab Five. The Department of Justice has decided not to launch a civil rights investigation into whether policies in New York, Pennsylvania, and Michigan contributed to pandemic deaths in nursing homes. And, of course, uh, Rebecca Falconer, uh, or Falconer, I should say, who wrote this piece on on July 25th, says, why does it matter? Well, the Trump DOJ requested data from the three states, plus New Jersey. So, Phil Murphy, you thought you were going to get away? Uh Uh-uh. Uh, the, the data was requested last August amid still unanswered questions as to whether some states, especially New York, inadvertently worsened the pandemic death toll by requiring nursing homes to accept pre, uh, residents hospitalized with COVID. And, of course, that has now been shut down. Um, Steve Scalise said Friday that it wouldn't open any uh, wouldn't open any investigation or wouldn't investigate, I should say, any public nursing facility within New York, Pennsylvania, or Michigan at, this, at that time. Uh, he described the, the decision not to open the investigation as shameful and accused the DOJ of being complicit in these Democrat governors' cover-ups. Spot on. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I 100% agree because we, we, we've covered the, uh, the Cuomo stuff that the, the the DOJ released that report and the numbers weren't the same as what the New York health was. I, I it, it's, it, it's corruption 101. It's 5-101. We're not going to investigate these deaths that maybe inflated the, which we know it did. It mm-hmm. totally, they, they forcibly, these states forcibly killed people to make coronavirus seem worse than it was at first. Yeah. That's what we know. That's full, cold, hard facts from what we've learned. Mm-hmm. They inflated numbers with the elderly. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even have to look very far. You know, we did an in, in-depth, probably our most in-depth investigation when we looked at that 242-page report by the New York Department of Health. And essentially, their own attorney general up there mm-hmm. basically was calling out Cuomo and saying, uh, you better not undercount this going forward. That's being kind. Yeah. But uh, really, criminal charges, I, <laughs> this is not going to go away. You know, they think it may go away now, but come 2022, 2024, when all of this is yeah. well past us we will get to the bottom of this 100 percent. oh absolutely uh, and that's and that's that's i hope and pray for that every every day that that us as citizens really really yeah. unite and take these scumbags out because yeah. i mean it's uh, it's obvious yeah at this point how scummy oh, yeah. <laughs> this op is i mean the doj flat out comes out in a in a letter, yeah. The, the letter will be linked in the show notes. It's in the article, mm-hmm. in the actually this piece article. The letter is actually like I have the letter. Yep. Um, you can read it. He literally puts a memo out like, no, we're not touching this. There's no need to. We don't think there's anything suspicious going on. It really is amazing. You know, further on in that Axios piece, Johnny, I have it here in front of me. It's basically saying that the as I mentioned before, the Attorney General of New York who is herself a Democrat, basically said, you know, accusing the Cuomo administration of undercounting coronavirus deaths in nursing homes by up to 50%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 50. Yeah. I mean, that, and of course, Cuomo's like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with our accuracy. We're, we're, we're spot on accurate. Of course, they've also been, you know, the New York Times, just a couple, I think it was last week, wasn't it? We, we were going through in episode 40. Three, we saw, or, you know, I think it was 42. We saw that they were kind of like, well, how how accurate are the death toll? Is the death toll up there? The Times calling people out. The New York Times was calling them out. And it's like, are you kidding me? They wouldn't even call the Mets out for bad managing. (laughs) Exactly. uh... I mean, this is... That's that's insane to me. That is. 
that is because I think they know and you know down the road I you know we saw going all the way back to episode eight you know with the New York Times tracker of you know the coronavirus and how it was like at 22 23 percent I'm thinking no way no way no way so yeah we're hoping that that I mean if the DOJ doesn't investigate this and they're clearly they're not going to clearly we'll we'll need a new DOJ unfortunately in order to get down to the bottom of this because they need to be held to account administration yeah no question about it and they don't seem to do anything yeah and you know the sad part is that it might just be you know I hope it doesn't get lost I hope you and I Mm mm-hmm keep this up over the next three years oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's good people out there that that won't let this die so that's yeah. you know it's just it's disturbing and that's why we want to lead off it's a fat it's the reverse to the fat five where we get the trash on them it's a disturbing news that the biden administration is just along with them yeah but it's not well it is joe's fault everything's joe's fault just mm-hmm. in my in my mind but yeah. this is another scumbag doj mm-hmm. in charge of scumbag scumbag stuff mm-hmm. doing scumbag stuff and just oh the american people ain't watching just put this one in the shredder yeah just and they'll forget on. about it because they're on their iphones on that tiktok app yeah that we brought back for them yeah that's how they act yeah act like we're not watching yeah and the problem is we are watching we are watching very closely and intently so <laughs> We we are not Batman over While here I'm just playing, for that reason. Like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I don't like. I, I don't even want to name the DOJ because I can't remember his name because he's that irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> he's Biden's DOJ. <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't even know who that person probably is. Probably Captain yeah. Crunch. Well, probably. Like if if you think about it, it yeah, most probably. likely is Captain Crunch. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah, it could but be the three rice. Biden had that dude handling his affairs. <laughs> totally. Yeah, speaking of a bureaucrat, uh, my friend, I mean, we all just launched into this quack oh, you're, uh, you're, for our second topic. And, scumbag uh, alert. It should come on the screen as soon as oh Matt starts gosh, talking about him. Is, Matt, please read the, this PBS News article. This is just unbelievable. Please the headline, see, Dr. Fauci on CDC's reimposed mask guidelines, vaccine requirements, and GOP criticism. Anywho, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is just unbelievable by PBS, but I, I shouldn't expect nothing less from that uh, organization, to be perfectly honest with you, Johnny. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, HA, reimposed stricter mask-wearing mask wearing guidelines on Tuesday, of course, this week. It said Americans, even if fully vaccinated, which I happen to be, I happen to be fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm should wear masks indoors well i guess i must be not doing that even though i'm indoors in my own home yeah where covid infections are high and recommended that everyone in k-12 schools mask up yep dr quack (laughs) scumbag anthony fauci director of the u.s national institute of allergy and infectious diseases i think that should say it right then and there right i mean you mean the nih that was funding the wuhan lab yeah exactly well well apparently he joined judy woodruff you know and Mm. judy woodruff has got to be like 965 years old i don't know how long she has lived but she must be around forever and dr fauci doesn't miss a media he actually he's confirmed for two noobs talking Mm-hmm. I would never interview him. No, no. Um, it, it goes on this this entire ridiculous interview. Um, basically, talk is just skipping down through this whole thing here. It, he basically Fauci says this. Well, they talk about substantial in terms of you know they came out with this ridiculous red color, orange color, which all happens to be in the South where no mass mandates are. So you know that this is one hundred percent political. It is not scientifically based. It is all 100% political. I mean, not to go down the rabbit hole, but didn't they do that same thing with uh, the terror alert? Pretty much, yeah. 
Isn't the same thing? Yeah. It seems like they probably just pulled out the terror alert, scratched it off, and did Corona. Scratch it off. And- <laughs> that's, that's, that's how this government works. That's how this government works. Exactly. Um, substantial. That means either 50 to 99.9 cases per 100,000, John. Wow, that's that's substantial. What What is that? I mean, that's got to be like 0.0001%. I got to do the math on that. Um, I think you're right. I mean, if it might be 0.2, but... Yeah, I'm going to have to like pull this up. But I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. 50 into 100,000. I'm just doing this right here on my calculator. That, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is this. And I'm just showing this on screen oh, wow. for our listeners. Yeah, it's 0.0005%. So we're off three. Well, at least it's not, you know, 0.1%, John. It's only I mean, 0. 0. 0. 0. percent It's only a loss. fraction. Yeah, a life lost is a life lost. So we can't really be, you know, too so. comical about it. But you, that is a, a minuscule number. That's I, a minuscule number. Exactly. If someone stole that from somebody's bank account, they wouldn't even notice it because they actually do steal that kind of stuff from your bank account all the time with charges. There are more than that. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's called the ATM fee. Yeah, exactly. It'd be better. It'd be better if they stole that. Amount. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that old movie Office Space, where they're trying to steal fractions of a penny, yes. and that didn't quite work out. I mean, that was the greatest great movie. That was a great movie. But Fauci's saying this: when you have a high level, it's greater than one hundred cases per one hundred thousand. Greater than one hundred cases. Per 100,000. I want to repeat that. Greater than 100 cases per 100,000. 100 people. That is considered to be substantial. Okay. I could do the math on that. I'll just do that. Let's say 100 into. So one. that's. So that's a little so bit. That is more. this. 0.001 percent. So a little bit more than 50. So we're talking. We're talking 68 percent because the link would hold 68,000 people. Correct. Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's probably about a seventy to eighty thousand. Think Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl holds about a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a, you know, if it's the Rose Bowl, January first or whatever, it used to be in the Super Bowl. I still think it should be going back I there. I agree. Um, but yeah, a hundred thousand uh, is would be about a Rose Bowl. So you're talking. It'd be a hundred people. A hundred people in, in a Rose Bowl. A hundred people. And if they're spread out. I'm gonna bring in. I'm gonna bring in the the the. Okay, so if they're spread out. They're spread out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, section 100, section 375, row. You know, five. And we're talking close quarters, so maybe that infection would rise if you're thinking about the Rose Bowl. Well, there is one thing. It is outdoors, so you, you yes. know, all air goes up. So I, I would, you know, would think it would be all right. It's it's it, but it's possible that you could you could model. And it, what I'm asking is you can model an infection. Yeah, po- possibly. Yeah. It's yeah. one way to model an infection. Right, right. And take the amount mathematically of theorize, like we are doing, we are mathematically yeah. theorizing that, yeah, there could be an infectious spread, but there could also be other factors like wind and other, you know, other things. And, and, and just so everybody knows, 12 feet up, there's an atmosphere change. So yeah. when it goes up, it changes. It changes. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's simple. I missed it. It's, it's not what you <laughs> up there. Yeah. Very not yeah. to not to sound like being a dick, but up there, <laughs> like twelve feet up there, yeah. different wind. <laughs> different, yeah. Anybody yeah. been on a ladder? Just slightly, yeah. It just changes, yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. I I can go to basically. It's like essentially, I've got a neighbor above me and then a neighbor above that. So yeah. that's what we're kind of talking about. That's yeah. you know, twelve feet. Um, so in, in Fauci's thing, so if you get coronavirus mm-hmm. and you go out on your desk. Oh, you're going to get it no matter what. I don't care what up. he says. No, if you cough up, that dude at the top is. He He'll get it. He's going to get it. He will 100% get it, according to Dr. Fauci. Yeah. 100% get it. No question about it. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, We're making light of this because, one, he's a quack. But further on in this ridiculous <laughs> interview, Judy Woodruff basically asks. Fauci, point blank. We now see pushback from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's saying that this CDC guideline release is not based in science. No. He says, and I'm quoting, no indication. There's no indication that areas with mass mandates have performed any better than areas without them. 
I would agree with him. And I would agree with him. We've done our own research in that, of course. We we have the Swiss policy research. We've also pulled up all kind. And when you go there and you pull up the individual articles, you will find studies and cases where they have done very extensive studies, I would say, John. Oh, absolutely. Just don't post it on Facebook because it's, it's... Yeah, it's, it might be. Yeah, it might, we have to double check with the fact checkers. But these independent fact checkers that no one has ever seen before... But in any event, we've looked at these studies, right? And we have seen the best, the absolute best case scenario is that there is no change whatsoever. So even if you put a mask on or if you take it off, there is no significant changes at all. We personally, know, we personally know people, which will not be named, mm -hmm. that did everything right. Mm -hmm. Just like that Biden freakout. You guys can find that on the news where he where where he was challenged about the mass mandate and freaked out and freaked out. Yeah, yeah. But we know people to get that got COVID that did everything right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they also bounce back from it. Yeah, yeah. Because thankfully. that's what immune thankfully, systems yeah, do. Yeah, that's thankfully that's yeah. Thing. Also, just. Just to just to touch on another, there's a Just the News article that's in the uh, it's going to be in the show notes mm -hmm. of a inquisitive Bongino ran it, which is great. So if if you know if you're a fan of Dan Bongino mm -hmm. and you like his humor, you you should have him represent this article. But this article is great. It literally says the CDC is using mm -hmm. a study that was rejected. Yeah, a mask study. That might that be a problem. It. Somebody changed it to revise and they ran with it. Yeah. They're not quite sure who did. I mean, the CDC being corrupt, someone <laughs> in the CDC probably did it. Well, they probably prevented. They probably stepped in and prevented yes. something like, you know, a failed. Oh, we got to prevent that because they are the Center yes. for Disease and Control and Prevention. Really wanna, so really they definitely prevented that mistake from, you know, really kind of getting out there. Oh, we got to change this to revise real quick. If you want to get really geeky like I do, that study rejected one is in there. And also the revised copy, you know, because they're, you know, it because you oh, can just gotta cover science whenever the hell you want. Yeah, exactly. It's totally in that article. So if you want to read that failed mass study that the CDC is trying to tell you that you need to mask up your kids again when they go to school, you can totally find that. Yeah. Um, just to also wrap up the point with DeSantis, mm -hmm. when given the opportunity, now, this is a golden opportunity. I want to make this very clear. Woodruff is basically saying the so conservatives, Dr. Fauci, you quack, you moron. You are basically being confronted by a conservative governor mm -hmm. who is saying your science is terrible. Your science sucks, to be perfectly honest. There's no justification for it. None. His response. Yes. I mean, I just think that doesn't necessarily prove the point that he's making. We do know that the science shows now that even people who are vaccinated and get a breakthrough infection can transmit. How is that possible when an immune system kicks in and defeats the virus? Well, that's the whole you point. You stupid quack doctor. He's so bad. He's, he's so dumb. We want to keep the school. We. We're saying the country does. We, the CDC makes the recommendations, the local school areas make the decision. So punt to the local schools. Yeah, basically you make people tyrants. Yeah. You make people tyrants. That's exactly what is Because done. when they get blamed, they're not going to get blamed for it. No. That's what the administrative state does, John. Yeah. They don't get blamed for it, right? At the end of the day, it's no. the local decision. And it's like, they, you literally have seen a internet meme of the administrative state because it, yeah. it, it's the Karen. Yeah. You know, you know, it's going to happen. Everybody knows one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they're doing. They're, they're punting it over there and blah, blah, blah. And you know, you know, everybody's going to feel bad about their lives because the administrative state told you this and told you that nobody lives freely because nobody cares to challenge the system. And, yeah. and you're going to get, and this is the thing. If you don't challenge the system, you're going to get people like Dr. Fauci in your face all the time telling you the most ridiculous stuff. He doesn't know anything. I, it really is amazing. Well, I, know, I mean, he knows how to fund gain and function. Function research, yeah. Really good. We're, we're also going to link into our really show notes, good right? 
He's really good at, at hanging out with Bill Gates, you know, the, the, the master scientist of the world. Really pathetic, too, that he went on CNN. I mean, we, we have a link to this Deadline.com article. We're not going to throw it up here, but we'll link it to our show notes. Yeah. That he basically went on CNN and basically said funding the Wuhan lab in China was necessary, John. You mean necessary. Where the, where the coronavirus came from? Yes. Okay. It was and, necessary. And the fact that he was involved in Event 201, which has Bill Gates' hand written all over it. It's necessary. Yeah. That, that, that the and it's not it's not theory at this point. No, it came from a came it came from, from a laboratory of yeah. our biology. Bill Wuhan Moore, Institute of Virology. Yes, yeah, Bill Maher <laughs> even said it. So it's, it's <laughs> John Stewart said it. It came from it's, this lab. It's right here. So we all know. We, all know. we saw the logo. It's there. They were doing this. This is where it came. From, right. They probably have their own coronavirus department for crying out loud, John. (laughs) So he's saying it it, it was imperative that we do this. Yeah. It was important to... to Well, $600,000, John. You know, that's how much the research was for. I mean, you know, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to do something that's necessary, you might as well throw $600,000 in American taxpayer dollars at it. You know. Yeah. Just because. (laughs) Because it's okay. Because he can. I, I guess he's a quack. I cannot. Oh my god, he's a quack. He's the head of the. He's the head of the the numbers or letters that he says he's important. You know, I, it makes me also wonder too. You remember? I don't know if you saw this, but he was like, "Oh, I want to get ahead of the game now. I want to like continue to make vaccines." And I'm thinking, and it was like, "Well, we're evolving, and you know, we're evolving with the virus, and the virus continues to evolve." Evolving to me means you are behind the times. You're not out in front of them. You know, and he has been behind the times, woefully, ineptly oh, he behind was, he, the times. He was called flat-footed. Yeah, he was called flat-footed. That's being very kind. He <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know anything about anything, yeah. and you learn it really quickly. Yeah, I mean, none of them know anything about anything. Well, and the fact that he's now using the buds words, the science, the science. You know, I mean, thank you. No. Because I have science on this side of the aisle here that is saying the masks, every time we wear them, does next to nothing in terms of overall yeah. protection. Mm-hmm. Now, that is based on findings. That is piece, based on people doing a scientific method in going in and figuring things out and observing what's happening. Mm-hmm. They are coming up with their conclusions. This is our conclusion. Why does he ignore this side of the science science, when the science on his side of the aisle is correct and we shouldn't assault it and we should trust what this guy is saying sorry don't buy it right i mean am i am i crazy or what i mean i I don't think you're well i think the world is crazy so you might be by proxy you might be crazy but i don't think you're crazy well thank you appreciate it maybe i'm going down a rabbit hole that i every every we the, we live in the rabbit hole at this point. I know. Uh, I know. turned into what two noobs talking. We turned into a catchphrase at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go further down this rabbit hole. Oh boy! That they that they talk about, which I love this. I love this piece, man. Yeah, this I Ronnie think. Jackson piece, right? I mean, this is an amazing um, piece here in the Hill.com. Ronnie mm-hmm. Jackson former White House doctor, predicts Biden will resign. Which is It is a... Yeah. So it's basically a representative Ronnie Jackson, a Republican of Texas. Your home state there, John. I love that. Hell yeah. The controversial... Wow. Former White House physician. How would you you like to be known as the controversial White House physician? If if we could figure out how I was the controversial one of us, I'd be so happy. We could make millions. Are you kidding me? You're the controversial one of us. Come on. Matt's more controversial than I am. I don't know about that. Uh, Um, Said on Thursday, I think it was Thursday of last week, Ronnie Jackson said that he believed President Biden would resign because of his limited cognitive abilities. Donald Trump took a cognitive test. He got 30 out of 30, right? I hear it's a very difficult test. I do not think Joe Biden would do well on that test. Is that a fair assessment based on what I'm observing? 
Handy, Sean Handy asked Jackson, which we're not a big fan of Sean Handy, but that's okay. Yeah. Jackson said, Jackson said, quote, absolutely, Sean. And I've been saying this from the very beginning. I've been saying that something's going on here. I was saying this when he was Canada, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. I've been saying this, that he's only going to get worse. And guess what? We're watching that happen right before our eyes. Oh, absolutely. You're watching that. But I just want to, I just want to go back to the ridiculousness of how Trump was covered with the 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 out of 30 cognitive ran so many, like, cause he's a, he's a cognitive human being. Like yeah. most of us would probably pass the test because we're cognitive. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not, it's not to make fun of Biden. He's clearly yeah. not, he clearly does not have everything. No. Does he have some things I've heard him speak where he made sense. I mean, not sense that I want to hear, but mm-hmm. he made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's not all there at all, no. and no. it's just—it's just—it's a—it's a shame that whomever his handlers are, because all presidents have handlers. The per—I'm sorry to break everybody's everybody's poor little heart if they think that the president is like the leader of the free world. It no, there are a large group of money donors behind these people that are putting their will onto you. Yeah. That's what the president has become. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all know that we can look at one assassination and see where it changed mm-hmm. because he wasn't playing that game. Mm-hmm. JFK, yep, your boy. But yeah, I mean, I, I think about this. It's not just the cognitive ability; it's the physical. Yeah, you see him scramble up Air Force One, and he's like tripping over himself. Yeah, I mean, you've never seen that out of president. God bless his soul. He's seventy-eight years old, whether a scumbag or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I mean, the speeches, the speeches to me, it's like, I think he gets, I don't know if it's his age. It could be. I've heard a lot of people say, well, this is the beginning of Alzheimer's. Could be. That essentially, like, because he can't form a sentence, people are ultimately worried that because he can't form a cognitive sentence anymore, it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like, I've seen that with my relative. That's stage one Alzheimer's. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? The thing that I worry about because mm-hmm. he's a human is the fact that he has his he has his like catchphrases and yeah. he always goes back to them yes and that, that, that just take just take the local yeah. drunk guy in your bar yep tells the same story all the all time, the time. That's what i feel he's doing like he's not it's not a true representation representation of what he wants to say it's almost like cue card reading and yeah you know joe stick like he's a used car salesman. He has his Joe stick. Everybody knows Joe's stories because he's told them a million times. Yeah. Some of them are racist. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, you elected him. He's there. I I, I can't I help pick, people with that. I piggyback off your point, John. I I remember it'd be a little personal here. My my grandmother on my father's side of the family. You know, she was in her late nineties when she ultimately passed. She suffered through Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and. By around her late 70s, early 80s, the mind started to slip a little bit where she was telling the same stories oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. over and over again every time we would get with her. It would be like there was this story about this deer that she would love to see all the time. And the deer came prancing through this farmhouse. And it's like, well, wait, wait, wait what's going on here? I, all the time. You know, things like that. So, yeah. I mean... I, I think of it, too. It's like, you know, here's a guy. No one wanted the mean tweeter. And, okay, that's a personal yeah. decision. I get it. But there I were... Like him. I, like him. I don't like him very much either. But I, I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it was almost like, you know, there were better candidates than this guy. Much better candidates than this guy. Yeah. It's... This worries me, John. This really does. It, I don't, it, I don't it, know. it for, for his... For him... You know he's a he's a political figure, mm. and everybody is free reign. Well, yeah. he could get the same abuse that Trump got, no doubt. Absolutely, you're a political figure. You ran up there, you know what I mean. You ran up there to be first in line. You should get run over. I have no issue with because mm. words don't words don't hurt. The only yeah. time the words hurt is when they're real. Oh yeah, and they cut right to the quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
my question to you is, I'll pose this uh, to actually to both of us. Do we think or do you think that President Biden, the, the inference in the article was that he will resign? Do you I, think I, absolutely, will? I, I don't know if he will resign. I absolutely think that the, the political party will. I, and I told you this. I told you this even before we started this. Mm -hmm. uh, with my political theology of it is they wanted him to win because he's that he's that go-getter it, it's why his brother didn't run mm -hmm. and he did and his brother's been in his finances the whole time boring mm -hmm. this this is what he just has that that it factor he's likable even though you know he's a scumbag mm -hmm. he has that whatever that is mm -hmm. i wish i had that Mm -hmm. I wish I could make billions of dollars being a piece of garbage, but everybody like me when you look at me. Oh, I get less money, and everybody doesn't like me when they see me. It's great. Um, I but he's the exact opposite. Yeah. I I think this was the plan all along. I don't think he's going to have a four year presidency. No way. I, it's going to be interesting. I you know, of course I can't foresee the future. I don't. I think the article saying that he will resign. I don't think that happens. I don't no, think no. he's the twenty fifth amendment. Nancy yeah. Pelosi has already did that during the Trump administration. Yeah. He invoked the, it's already invoked. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And you know they weren't doing it for Trump because Trump would have held him up and he would have been president for 89 years because he would have held it up in court. My only concern, and I'm just going to bring this up as a kind of a tangent point, my only concern is if the House flips, and more than likely it's going to. I, I, I think, I think. I'm going to put that out there. Saturday, July 31st, 2021, I think it will flip. In November 2020. I think it's it's almost 73. From what I'm seeing, it's like 73 percent. It's gonna yeah. they're gonna have mass majority. Do do the Republicans attempt to impeach the guy? Well, there already is an impeachment article out there. Uh, okay. So they're already they've already filed the it, he's already been impeached. <laughs> it's just the news doesn't cover it. He already because is that right? Yeah. Okay. So be impeached and be removed are two completely different things. different things. Bill Clinton was an impeached president. Yeah. Donald Trump was a two-time. He's yeah. a Conor McGregor. He like does. He like. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were both impeached, but never removed. Mm -hmm. So you can be impeached. All I think I don't know the exact number of presidents. I did this research back back when you know. Many, we, we've been friends for many years. Oh, sure. <laughs> many, many years. Yeah. I did this research back. I think it was, I think there's been a few. I don't know how many. I don't think Clint, Clinton's definitely not the first. And Trump won't be the last. Oh, Obviously, yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. There, there are senators, there are senators and congressmen that don't like the president all the time. And they'll try to run. Yeah, he has. It, I, uh, if I can find it, I'll link it in the show notes. I know me and Matt have it somewhere in our files. There is an actual impeachment already started. Yeah. So, That's amazing. Yes, I was not I aware absolutely of that. think if That's they get amazing. control, they're going to impeach them. <laughs> they, already, they already started it. They already know that paperwork. <laughs> yeah, they already know they're going to get control. Yeah. 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 I mean, the way the House has been acting, the way the Senate's yeah. been acting, um, the way the people are just like, and I think that the insidious thing about all of this, people talk about systemic racism all the time, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Another side tangent point. You know what's systemically racist? This is an arg or, uh, argument I heard. Inflation. And the idea is that there's so much money in the system now that mm -hmm. there is such a, there's a broadening gap yep. from the earners to the non. I was literally just having this conversation the other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the a, fact that gas prices now, I was just gassing up. It's like 330 something. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's two, up easily at least 30%. It's 260. More. It's 268 in Texas right now. Yeah. And when I moved from PA to Texas, it was 260 in PA yeah. and it was 175 when I first moved to Dallas. Isn't that amazing? Which is, and now it's like uh, Texans are seeing it. Like, and, where do you think you get this this fuel from? Yeah, exactly. Where do you yeah. think you get everything from? We don't have. We also don't have the technology for all these electric cars. We just don't. The electric cars are on coal for crying out loud. Yeah. So it's like that's an old. Okay. That's it. That's another tangent for another time. Oh my I did have a great conversation that I'll cover later. Yeah. Uh, 
I, 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 just to bring, just to bring it up before we get into this piece, because, because this is something I think leads very well into this. Mm -hmm. I have a really good friend. He was on Facebook. Yep. Posted something about CRT. Not, I don't want to talk about CRT, but I, I then, I asked him a simple question because I was, I was interested in which angle he was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good conversation with two people. Now I have two, I have a new Facebook friend and I'm super excited about it. Mm. We had a really good race conversation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a CRT conversation. It was a race conversation because I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And I learned some things. Mm -hmm. And just the other day, I got all the kids together and my wife, after that, I, I, we finished the conversation. I was like, can I read this one thing that this, this gentleman, who I'm now friends with, said and can can we all think about it? They all, you know, they were all super excited. Got together, and, yep. Chance to learn. Why not? Like I've been on the same it. way. Of course, the kids are going to be the same way. Mm -hmm. So I read it, and it was it was very impactful. And I will, uh, with his permission, I do want to read it because I think it 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 brings. It's a reason for people to come together mm. and and talk and have that tough conversation, and you feel good afterwards because. I feel heard. He feels heard. Mm -hmm. The friend that started the conversation feels good because we were able to close a gap because there was misunderstanding from, mm. a, there was misunderstanding of where this person's coming from or where I was coming from. Cause mm. I could have been viewed as the racist because I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And three people were able to have a very decent conversation about race. And That's it good. made me feel really good because nobody's mad at anybody. Yeah, exactly. and that's the way this should happen. This yeah. brings into this this article not about race. This is about this is about mask wearing and coronavirus. This is what worries me that the world's going to become. No doubt, no doubt. And this one really kind of ticked me off. Uh, being a, the open Christian that I am, yeah. topic four here talking about uh, Pastor Greg Locke, who is part of a, a church called the Global Vision Bible Church in Tennessee. Uh, and as you can see on screen here, Newsweek article, Pastor Greg Locke vows to remove anyone wearing mask in church, blasts godless Democrats. And I thought, oh boy, here we go, Johnny. I'm okay with blasting godless Democrats, but... They're your mission field. That's the only problem with that. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that was a joke. I'm yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, exactly. I did but the article um, starts out, written by Benjamin Fearnell um, on July 25th, says here, right-wing pastor, and I love how he opens it because it's correct, right-wing pastor Greg Locke used his Sunday morning sermon. But that also, that that's up for debate, too. That's the same thing with the, with the black. With left-wing pastor, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, you, you can't. Yeah. Stop, stop labeling people. No, exactly, yeah. Uh, used his Sunday morning sermon to ridicule any attempt by the government to vaccinate Americans or enforce a round two of pandemic lockdown. He also declared he'll kick anyone out who wears a mask in his church. And we literally will attack both sides at all times. Oh, yeah. We're doing that this right now. Just, this is just nonsensical. What and this is this is this literally equates it just from the conversation I had. I'm bringing this up. This is why race doesn't get any better, and this is why coronavirus won't get any better because you have these numb nuts that are stuck on stupid. Oh, all yeah, all the time. Oh, they can't come in here. What about making people comfortable? Yeah, I we're talking about Jesus, we're not talking about you. That's my biggest problem. Thank you for saying so, that. Like, just why is it why is it all about you why yeah, yeah why is it about the pastor because yes. that's exactly what he's doing why yes. is that it's about the church it's about the people if <laughs> if auntie m needs to show up with a mask on welcome her you know yeah distance from her give her respect as a human thank you that's thank what you you're supposed that. to do mm -hmm. this no i think I hate people like this. It, it gets, I, I'm right there with and you. I don't I love like this. to use the word hate, but I hate people like this that, that take a situation and cause their own. Yeah. They, they cause you trauma from their own narcissism. When you literally what they do. Yet, exactly. When you are trying to hear good news, relief and balm for your soul, you get this jackass who is basically saying this, I'm going to serve Frosties in hell before considering shutting down his church over recent spikes. 
don't believe the Delta nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. If they want to go to round two and you start showing up with all these masks and nonsense, I will ask you to leave. I will ask you to leave. I am not playing these Democrat games up in this church. Why are you why are you pushing people away? Get this. I understand, like, the bullshit. I understand what he's saying there, but he's taking that step over the line mm-hmm. that is going to, it's going to turn it into, it's going to turn into the fight again. No doubt. No doubt. Because if you would just Because the people on the left are going to go, I'm not going to this guy's church because this guy is like, this is like every other Christian that I've met in my life. Exactly. And as a leader, you could literally... Don't toe that line mm-hmm. and go from, go from, I don't believe it because I don't believe in the bullshit. Nope. I'm not putting a mask back on. Nope. I'm literally not. I do not believe. I, it's so media. This Delta variant is so media. I get where he's coming from. Oh, I do too. A hundred percent of that. Yeah. It's bullshit. I know it's bullshit. I've read it's bullshit. Yep. hundred percent on that. He, yeah, no. I mean, it gets better, John, because he, he says this. easily stopped this right is- there. But then he goes this far. He goes even further because this is unbelievable. This this is the biggest problem with I'm going to call it right now, and I've heard this, this phrase before: big evangelicalism. And I could not agree more because this is the biggest problem right now with the big with the church in America. He says, "quote I don't need to be a jerk for Jesus, but I'm not going to count down to a wick, wicked, godless culture." Now. This is the big issue here. His problem is, he's saying, I don't want to be a jerk. I don't need to be a jerk for Jesus. Jesus wasn't a jerk. Jesus was the greatest man who ever lived. He died, rose again. That's what he should be preaching from his pulpit every single Sunday. Yeah. What he is doing is that he is essentially allowing his political machinations and his really sinful behavior to trump the good news that he is commanded to preach every Sunday. This is a guy, I want to make this very clear, this is a guy you avoid. This is a guy you get the hell out of his church if you're in there right now. And if you're if you're going to that Global Vision Bible Church, that to me screams non-denomination. Get the hell out of there. That's a secret sense. You don't want to go there. If he is spouting this kind of be, you might have put him in the Republican National Committee. If he's saying this stuff, and even in the RNC, I think they'd throw him out, maybe. Hey, he's preaching hate. But he's 100% preaching hate. I, I, under, agree I understand his his stature, but he's yep. still preaching hate. And that's, Absolutely. And that, that, that's where all... It, that's where it all needs to stop. That's where it needs to stop. 100%. It needs to stop. You can't have the well-if... Yeah. Or they need, or it, you can't. Yeah. That's or it. Or I don't want to be a jerk for Jesus. What is that? What kind of sentence make is that? I didn't realize Jesus was a jerk to people. I mean, come I, on. Get out of here with this. So, with all that. Him being, a ton of things. I, I don't think I've ever heard him called a jerk. That's a, they called him a ton of things, though. Can you believe that? I know. I know. That just drives me crazy. So, I mean, I told you this in pre-production, too. I have, like, a Faith Over Fear t-shirt. My thought was, I go down to that church with that t-shirt on and wearing a mask. Then we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, but Matt wants to, Matt wants to play fire with fire. And that's that <laughs> is what, I, what I said to Matt was, that's exactly my point. Yeah. It's that we, that's human nature. And yeah. until human nature changes, mm-hmm. we're never going to make those, those absolutely bullshit theories that the media has that they can make ethical changes. Yeah. We can make them as individuals. We can't make them as masses. Yeah. Without doing heavy work. Yeah, exactly. So what I've done, um, since I gave you an example of a church to avoid and a pastor to avoid, I thought I would take the liberty of listing out really my favorite pastors. Yeah, absolutely. These are people that I have either read or watched or listened to mm-hmm. that are real sound in their biblical theology, real sound in what Christ was all about, real mm-hmm. sound in terms of their overall ministry, will pray for the pray for their enemies, especially those that persecute them. And I have highlighted a few. Um, I'm going to just quick share them on screen. Please do. So here for our audio listeners, you don't have the benefit of this, but um, just going to throw this up. 
on here, we've got everybody from John MacArthur. We've, of course, talked about him on this podcast before. Daryl Harrison is a good one. He runs uh, Just Thinking Podcast. Think two noobs, but he's much better at this. You know, basically, him and Virgil Walker, number 19 down there in that list, both of those two guys are excellent. They mix a real good sense of politics with... This is not, in, this is not in order other than the John MacArthur. Exactly. Yeah, John MacArthur, to me, is number one. He's my hero. Anyway... Tom Askell, uh, another good guy, Southern Baptist. Jay Gretchen Machen, he was a, a, a pastor in the Presbyterian Church, knew his Bible very well. Vody Bauckham is uh, a young guy. He's over in Zambia. He just had open heart surgery, actually came uh, out of it. Check him out. I, I never heard of him. That's one on the list I didn't know. Vody is terrific. He's very oh. passionate, excellent. He does a real good discussion on CRT and also does a real explanation on the gospel. So they, he's really good, John. I would really got to check him out. Got to check him out. Kevin DeYoung, young pastor in the Presbyterian Church, excellent as well. So is Paul Washer. Phil Johnson works with John MacArthur in Grace Community Church. Todd Friel, he has a he has his own uh, wretched podcast. It's wretched. That's his. Uh, you know, nice. it's actually kind of comedic, but it's really good. Very biblically sound as well. Of course, we've covered James Coates in yeah. Canada. Tim Stevens is also a Canadian pastor. He was recently jailed, uh, oh, but did not complain about getting jailed. He was like, I'm looking at the stats in COVID. It's not bad. I'm going to hold church. The government arrested him anyway. Yeah, going up. What's going on in Canada is ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon, terrific pastor, Baptist from the 1880s, 90s. It was British pastor. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Tim Chalice is, again, another pastor in Canada, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Martin Lloyd-Jones was another uh, theologian. I believe he was Britain as well. Al Muller, Southern Baptist. He's head of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, runs The Briefing, which is a daily podcast in you know Christian worldview. C.S. Lewis, of course, I've talked about on this podcast before, Absolutely. reading a couple of his books. He's excellent. Mere Christianity is a great read. R.C. Sproul is a gentle, gentle man, uh, was fantastic, died a, a few years ago, was beloved by a lot of people. He runs Ligonier Ministries, if you ever get a chance, that's L-I-G-O-N-E-R, Ligonier. Mm -hmm. Jared Longshore, he's with Tom Askell, they're together, uh, I believe, in a Baptist church in Florida, also very good. Virgil Walker, I mentioned before, with Daryl Harrison, they do the Just Thinking podcast. Francis Schaefer, he died, I believe, in the 80s, um, he was also an excellent preacher, as well big into the youth so those would be my collection of top 20 oh. guys uh guys to really look into and of course you should also support your own pastor if you do go to church if you're yeah. listening to this if your guy doesn't spout off any politics you're in a good church if he's reading from Absolutely. the bible preaching from it you're in a good church but if you ever run across a pastor that is more geared towards the political machinations of the day, get the heck out of there. I, I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, Mastered. Yeah. Your point is absolutely dead on. Yeah. It really is. It yeah. really is. We need to recognize these people. And we have to call them out. And that's the thing. It's like, that's what we're doing here on this podcast. We may, we're not going to be lay people, but... Greg Locke should be avoided at all costs until he repents, 100%. I mean, that is an example of a guy you avoid because of the hatred that he is spewing out of his pulpit, which is in, ridiculous. In the eyes, of, in the disguise of faith and humanity, he's spewing yeah. hate. And it's, it's so hard to, to and I understand why people can't see it. It took me a minute. I had to read the article twice to see what Matt was so mad about. And I was like, oh. I get it now. Okay. Yep. Like, like what I said <laughs> earlier, it didn't click at first because I was like, ah, just some right wing dude just doing right wing things. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. He's totally using, using Jesus to shit on half the population. And that's not okay. For voting for voting somebody that doesn't agree with. Now yeah. we could talk, we could talk politics. That's fine. Yeah. But not for the pulpit. Pulpit's yeah. totally separate. Yeah, exactly. I'm Pulpit's not, separate. I'm not, I've had, I have conversations and I love to have conversations and I look forward to having more conversations with left wing, right wing people. I love it. Yeah. That means, because I learn from it and you can learn from it. You can no learn doubt. from it. I know. And I can learn, like, me and Matt do not agree politically 100%. Mm -hmm. We're kind of like this. 
it's awesome. And, and we kind of just we. That's right. But that's uh, a great example. Yeah. Yeah. You could. I because sometimes I go way left, and sometimes I go way right, and sometimes yeah. Matt goes way left, and I'm way right, and it's like, it's kind of why we do this because. Yeah. It's a real good because we try and think about it. I think that's yeah, the ultimate we just thing. Always try to come back together. None of it. At the end of the day, two noobs or anything, me and Matt are still going to be friends 20 years from now. 100%. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, exactly. We've been friends for what, 25 years? Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, God. <laughs> you knew me before I had kids. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. But let's. I think there is a revolution happening. It's probably just under the pulse of the radar. Johnny, I don't know about you, but... I absolutely, absolutely... We found this clip, right? Let's go on to this. Topic number five. This guy, Mark Robinson. In Greensboro, North Carolina. I love that by Justin Roberts. Whenever he does we're going to give this man the full screen so we can stretch a little bit where you guys... No can. doubt about it. So I'm going to just <laughs> pop this up. Just bear with us. And here... We go. Mr. Robinson? Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't have time to uh, You prepare. have to give us your name. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Mark Robinson. I live at... That's right here in Greensboro. I've lived in Greensboro all my life. Uh, I didn't have time to write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to... You know, I didn't have the, the resource of an English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and you know, bought over here, practice or anything. What I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see, we demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fists thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding. And they follow the law. And they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or sport a sport rifle. There are no military grade weapons sold showed uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. 
So we need to dispel all these myths and we need to drop all this, all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. And the law-abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them. Come hell or high water. Well, you're damn right. Yeah. We need more of that. Yeah. yeah. He is a hundred percent. I, I, there's nothing I disagree with what he said. <laughs> First one's taxed, last one's protected. Yeah. You know, essentially, right, Johnny? I mean, exactly. That, exactly. that in, in itself is a compelling argument, scary one, but also very compelling. You know, and it's like that, that should really, He's I hope that city council went, whoa, yeah. okay. He's telling the truth, and that's the one thing that the media doesn't do. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 you know the truth, you know, like he his, we all are law abiding citizens. We're not gonna we're not gonna break the. That's what that's how these governors got to us with coronavirus. We know we're not gonna break the law. Yeah. Majority of us are just gonna. We just want to live. Steve said it on the podcast. I just wanna. I just wanna be left alone and do my thing. Mm Hmm. We're all like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, you're going to start taking right to over my sicknesses and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Exactly. When it, but it comes when you, when the city councils and, and you know, even, the, well, the, the idiot president he and even Nancy Pelosi, they want to start taking rights away. That's where we need to, we're bigger than them. Oh. That's where we need to step up. And hell no. No. I yeah. don't care what your theory is. Not just that, no. I have hell no. Yeah, no way. We want to get it back to leave us alone. <laughs> exactly. You can have your government pension job, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Don't pick on us. Yeah, exactly. Because we're going to hold you to account, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's the thing. You can't, you can't get into. Yeah, you know, I guess what my argument is, you can't get into the fear porn. No. Of all of the, you know, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Eddie's shooting, oh my god, oh my god. You know, it's like, oh, good grief. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But if if you have the time, the intelligence of that man, it's time to step up, I think, in every city across the country and have those tough conversations. No doubt. Because no doubt. if not, they're going to be taken. Yeah, and you can't fault him at all for no. that wonderful argument because it's like, and I love his humility at the beginning. It's like, I didn't come down here with a... Yeah. carefully crafted speech I, i'm just speaking right from my heart my soul my mind essentially yeah. and you just i mean i, I that. hate that i well, hate that he, he used the division loony left but you know yeah i get it i get yeah. it we're not gonna get because because in my in my utopia of a world you know what i mean we would all get along but oh, sure. i know that's not gonna happen like, <laughs> exactly i know that's not good but that, that, that he literally i just thought it was i thought it was impactful yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that at all. Well, speaking of impactful, Johnny, we've also got a, our happy segment, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's a really, really good clip here. It's a 100-year-old woman who did an amazing thing. It's a Navy widow, so I'm going to go ahead and just share my screen one more time and just play this clip. Here we go. Thank you. A historic flight for a local veteran. This is the story you got here. Today was the 100th birthday of Ima Black. Now, she is the widow of the first Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy ever, Delbert C. Black. She said she wanted to ride in a helicopter. That was her wish for a 100th birthday. Look at that smile on her face. So she did. She went with the Mayport Helicopter Squadron. She got a special plaque honoring her for her occasion. Look at her all in the helmet. She's good to go. Ima's husband served in Pearl Harbor, and she herself served in World War II. Today, she was honored aboard the ship named after her late husband, so we want to say happy birthday, Ima, and thanks to all you folks in the military making it a special day for her. That That's just awesome. Oh, and she looks great for her age. <laughs> yeah, happy does. birthday. So there you go, Johnny. Yeah. 100 years old. Like we had uh, the first early ever. days of the podcast, we had a 100-year-old jump out of an airplane she chose to stay in the airplane this time. She, did. she took the helicopter to check. The rest of that story, they didn't cover on the news because I love the news when they cut stuff short. Yeah. She actually got to fly around the ship. Yeah. 
that was named after her late husband. Which named is, after her late husband. Yeah. And the fact that she served, she served. I didn't know that. That was that was cool that they threw that in. She served in World War Two, so God bless her twice. Yeah. Married to married to a Navy man, was a Navy woman. Awesome. Can't ask for any better than that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's just awesome. Happy and birthday. the beaming smile on her face was. I mean that. Happy happy birthday. Happy happy birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, that's it. Wraps up episode 44 of Two Noobs Talking, brother. We got another one in the can. Hard to believe, but let's hit up uh, our socials, shall we? In the video, I threw my show notes out, just so everybody knows. Uh (laughs) Nice. So, shameless plugs. Where can people find us, brother? Uh, Well, we are occasionally on Facebook. Uh, We are starting now that Matt's editing. We're going to start getting back into that TikTok clapper. Uh, Instagram groove. Uh, we meet more about editing, so we're we're gonna get more out there. I actually a uh, really good friend of mine was wondering when we were gonna bring that back because they really liked the like clips to check it out. Yeah. Um. So we're definitely gonna get into that. So TikTok clapper, uh, Instagram, Facebook. That just little short videos, minute to three minutes. TikTok being three minutes. Yep. Will lead us straight to straight to our YouTube channel, and of course love it. If you would like, share and subscribe. Again, three little words, yep. but wonderful for us. And uh, we would love it if you would share the videos as well. All the way back to episode one, even, well, I'm not even sure about episode one. But anyway. Yeah, we were saying good things. Our entire library is there. Yeah, exactly. Um, including, like, we had, I think it was, like, episode 42 that, like, all of a sudden exploded. We must have hit, like, some sort of wonderful algorithm. So we'll, we'll take it. We love it. We absolutely love it. We've got to figure it out. Seven over seven hundred and some views. I'll take it. I'll take it, Johnny. I'll take it. But on the audio side, we love our audio listeners. Yes, we are hosted by we are hosted by Podbean, mm-hmm. which is a great great app. So we'll definitely throw that up on the screen. Uh, puts us that Apple, Spotify. I hate Spotify, but we're on it. Uh, iHeartRadio. Some things I can't pronounce. Um, I just laugh. I and Google, that. yeah, and Google Podcast. And you can also, uh, my son just told me yesterday, you can search us on Google, Two Noobs Talking Podcast. We pop right up. It takes us to YouTube. It takes us to to Apple. Like, we are searchable now on Google. So we did it. Look at that. Look at that. We've hit the Google search. I love it. And, of course, our show notes. Our show notes right here. They're found twonoobstalking.wordpress.com. So if you go there and if you enter in your email address and hit that enter button, those show notes show in your inbox the very next day mm-hmm. so johnny that's it my man we've hit 44 episodes next yes. one's going to be 45 yep it's in the can there you got go. anything final to say brother uh how do you like the rabbit hole is it decorated or do we need to change it it might be a little dirty down here I don't know. okay talk to you all next week take care this country was founded by genius but it's being run by a bunch of idiots. Why do the members of the United States Senate continue to double down on stupid?